Yo, are you thinking about starting your own podcast? It's really easy to do. All you need is anchor.fm. That's where I host my podcast. And let me tell you why. Because number one, it's free. Number two, there are tools that they have on their website or in the app that doesn't crash on me all the time like the other hosting service I was using. You can do it right from your phone or your computer. They distribute it for you to Spotify, Apple, Google, lots more. And you can make money. Hello. And you don't have to have a minimum listenership. So even if you're small potatoes like me, you're just getting started. You can make money right now. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Yes, I think the music machine could take a question. Okay. Hey, welcome back to Troy to Show, the podcast that paid its dues, didn't come to lose, and wears Marvin Blackman tennis shoes. We're going on two years now, and I'm very proud to say that this is my ninth episode. I have another one in the, um, the crates, I guess, after this one. Interview's already done, ready to go, just gotta do-do-do-do-do-do-do and put it in. That's the sound it makes when I when I make a podcast, I go do 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 do. But um, anywho, Dilly, uh, we have an interview today for you with a, a really cool guy from Connecticut, um, Rodney Sadler, who is the host of a podcast himself, and his podcast is called A Brother of a Certain Age. Definitely go check him out. Um, he's a cool guy. I really enjoy talking to him, and his show is cool too. They cover a wide range of topics, uh, basically, as you can infer from the name of the show about being a black man in his words over 30 and I guess just maneuvering through society or America um, in that age group so definitely go check him out B-R-O-T-H-A of a certain age and uh, post it on Anchor though if you want to go to the source Um, and he's also a fan of you know hip-hop has been since the early 80s just like myself Again, showing my age, but, you know, I've got to talk about it on every single episode um, for some reason. So, but we, we talk about, you know, the differences between music nowadays, with the, with the little scamps with their garbage music, and then we talk about the good old days back when, you know, music was good. So, <laughs> if you're an old fuddy-duddy like us or a curmudgeon of any kind, then stick with us because we have lots of treats in store for you. Boy, howdy. And in the meantime, I have uh, some exciting news. Uh, Not only do I have another show coming up very soon, once I get it all edited and beep-booped into the system, um, I have a live streaming DJ set that I'll be doing for a podcast based in New York City. The name of the show I'll be appearing on is Pre-Game Radio, and this is going to be on December 4th. It'll be, you know, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central, and then on down the list, you know, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific. Did I do that right? Yeah. So please tune into that pre-game radio. More details will be forthcoming 
in the following episode as well as on my social media. You can follow me pretty much Troy to show everything. So T-R-O-Y-D-A-S-H-O-W, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm on Periscope, which is a great forum for um, doing my DJ mixes because they don't shut, shut it down or censor shit. I'm so grateful for that. Periscope isn't like super wildly popular yet, but it's a great place for DJ mixes for sure. As opposed to Instagram, Facebook, which will take your shit down at the drop of a hat. You know, just for playing a song that somebody owns. Which, I'll go on a rant about um, copyright law and some other show. But uh, anyway, yeah, all of that. Discord. Last thing. This episode and the following episode are also going to be on YouTube. Again, at Troy to Show. Um, I don't have enough followers on YouTube or subscribers for a custom named URL yet. Hint, hint. So go follow me on YouTube if you would. Subscribe to my channel, please. I hate sounding like that. I always hate it when some douchebag starts a video and there's like, smash that like button, jam that subscribe, just obliterate the follow. I'll be able to have a cool custom URL where it can be youtube.com slash Troy to Show. So, because that would be a nice little convenience for me, go follow me, subscribe to me on YouTube, and you'll be able to see the actual video interview as it takes place for this episode as well as the next one. So, cool beans. Uh, So, without further ado, and without further rambling from me, here we go with the interview with Rodney Sadler. Rodney Sadler being host of A Brother of a Certain Age, and hip-hop fan just like me. Take it away! Yes, yes, y'all. My name is Rodney Sadler. I'm out of Connecticut, and my podcast is called A Brother of a Certain Age. And on that, on my podcast, I'm just—it's kind of open. It's fairly new as far as the amount of episodes I've done, but uh, I'm going to cover a little bit of everything. Now, a brother of a certain age is that age comes up so much in my shows. For some reason, I guess it has to do with like you know the music industry and the people I talk to. Uh, what what age group would that be? Uh, well, I'm 47. Yeah, that certain age describes that. Um, for me, like when you start, I guess it really for men after 30, you know things mm-hmm. start to go a little bit downhill. But I'm at that age well, where uh, just a little bit. But I'm at yeah. that age where you start to you know it's it takes a little bit longer to do the things that you used to be able to do. And you could, in your mind, you know, you feel like you can do it. Right. Um, but you notice a, a, a difference. I did, matter of fact, I covered it in one of my episodes. Um, I call, I said, uh, I called it our uh, father time is undefeated. And I talked mm-hmm. about because I'm, I'm active in sports. So um, I was still playing basketball pre COVID mm-hmm. and the things that I wanted to do, I couldn't do. I could see it. I just couldn't reach it. It was a, you know, errant pass that I couldn't steal or, you know, I couldn't move a certain way or I thought I was going mm-hmm. fast, but some, until somebody ran past me, you know, much faster. And then, right. then, and then how long it takes to recover too. It takes mm-hmm. a little longer to recover. Oh, yeah. so. from, from a lot of things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm right behind you. I actually, I, well, I turned 40 in the, in, in a few weeks actually. Turning forty, uh, you said. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've been forty all year because okay. as a woman, you know, it's like a big thing. So pretty much all year, I've been like building up to it, like like kind of psyching myself up, Be like okay, yeah. it's just a number, blah blah blah. But then I start noticing little things, and I'm not an athlete, 
So I probably am going to start noticing them earlier. You mm. know, uh, things like, and I'm pretty immature, so you know, okay. it's, I'm probably going to be in denial about a lot of it, and then like hurt myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so far I haven't hurt myself too bad. But yeah, yeah I was always I was always told like you know, you never ask a woman her age, and, and I know that women are a little bit more sensitive about the age, it's, mm-hmm. it's a little bit. I think yeah. now we're a little bit more. Nowadays we're a little bit more free and um you know free thinkers yeah. and everybody kind of yeah. does their own thing and celebrate it, especially if you celebrate it so mm-hmm. now you said you've been 40 all year <laughs> that, does that does that mean you've been celebrating all year i don't know i'm kind of going through a, like a five to ten year midlife crisis early because mm. <laughs> i've had a lot going on in the last decade or so and uh so I'm still kind of reeling from all that. And then COVID, uh, with, with turning 40, it's kind of like, well, I'm 40. I don't have this yet. I haven't done this yet. One of my goals was to produce an album by the time I was 40. So my expectations, and I, I had planned it for a long time, but I didn't start until this year because I'm a procrastinator. So, And I didn't even know what kind of album I was going to produce or do. And no, I don't think I'm going to be done in time. No? But no, I, I don't. Unless it's just going to be a really bad album. Hey, I don't want that though. I was gonna say there's a little there's a little bit of that out there, but I, so what what do you think what do you think is holding you back? Because I know you say you're a procrastinator, but um, right, like, I think it's it's one of those like like a, a dream or a, an ideal job that when you tell people they're like you know and and it's not just other people but it's like self doubt and practicality. I took a picture of the projects I grew up in. It 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 just got knocked down, and that's what my uh that's what my background is. Oh really? Where is that? That's in Connecticut, or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You were born and raised. Yep, Bridgeport, Connecticut. Know. Okay, Bridgeport. I I, I want to say, um, do you know uh, Five Minutes of Funk, Houdini? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that was like Bridgeport. that was like the first one that I remember. That doom doom. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. And I remember hearing that everywhere, coming out everybody's mm-hmm. window. Everybody's um, back then was uh, used to have the boom boxes, and, yeah, and um, break dance with the um, bring out your cardboard, your boom box, and you had mm-hmm. to have you know um, two tone pair of Lee's jeans. Well, they were pants. <laughs> they weren't jeans. They were two tone. Yeah. Um, we were the uh, we just take the Lee patch off of off of the back of the jeans and put a string around it and hang the lead patch from your neck and we would mimic really yeah we would mimic all the uh because we i'm right i'm literally like 45 minutes away from new york so the right. music would filter down from new york and our radio stations were the new york radio stations and we only yeah. hip-hop you could only hear it on the radio on friday nights and saturday nights Right. And it was um, Red Alert and DJ Chuck Chill Out used to play Friday and Saturday nights. And it would be about like a three hours. So you got about six hours a week of hip hop. The way we started to get it is the tapes. Everybody yeah, yeah. started getting these people bring a tape from New York, bring them, hey man, pop this in the radio, pop it in your radio and press play. And so that was my yeah. introduction. Yeah, the, for us in, in where I live, the mixtapes were always at the swap meets or like uh, you'd be at a gas station and someone would pull up and try to sell you one out of the trunk, mm-hmm. you know. But that was like, so Denver, Colorado, before the mass exodus because of marijuana, <laughs> there's like, is pretty much like 90% white. 
and you know i'm in not really suburbia i'm in the city but you know it was like you know uh, roughly half hispanic at my school and half white and then like some asian there weren't very many black kids and but still when it was like second grade third grade well, I was probably like five or six because I started young um, you know Michael Jackson was huge of course mm-hmm. and sure. then I think I think public enemies and I hate to say it but like Vanilla Ice were like the yep. first ones that was like everybody was listening to it yeah like even yeah. the teachers would be playing it you know like, oh yeah yeah but Vanilla but Ice was taboo. huge yeah, oh, vanilla, yeah. no, no, uh, people can say what they want to say about vanilla ice, but um, when well, yeah. I mean, as far as everything else, but as far as ice, ice baby, he sold records, you, yeah. you could not, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing that. Whatever I would happen, something, I read something about him today. Uh, you know, the, the baseline for that, he basically ripped off from uh, yeah. a Queen song, yeah, and so yeah. they sued him. But instead of settling out of court with them, he just bought the rights to the song. Oh, so he must have made. That, yeah, he he's he doesn't need to work anymore. Yeah, he must have made a lot of money. But that I'm saying that yeah. song was huge. I can't I oh, can't think of I can't think of anything. Maybe maybe MC Hammer can't touch this or yeah that was right at the same time yep right or or if you go a little bit little bit before that I don't know about record sales but I remember that um Walk This Way with Run DMC and Aerosmith was yeah. pretty huge but I, but that was like that was a, a really a crossover record because you had it was. a hip hop with Aerosmith but if you're just talking about pure hip hop yeah um you know MC Hammer and and, and Vanilla Ice were like the the ones that crossed over in a major way right i mean and public enemy was getting big but also digital underground public enemy and digital underground were my first cassette tapes that i ever bought mm-hmm. and i don't know why my parents had a problem with me having a copy of nirvana never mind right. Right. later on but they mm-hmm. didn't care if i had a copy of sex packets i was gonna <laughs> say sex sex packets and uh and i was so much younger and i don't really know but <laughs> okay mom and dad but you know, it wasn't like a completely nasty album, but no, nah, it was sensual. Yeah, it was a little sensual. There were some songs, but stuff most like of it that. was like goofy. It yeah, was fun. the Humpty Dance was right up there with the huge the Can't Touch This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. It was just so. a weird. It was a weird time. Like there's a guy he puts on like the Groucho Marx glasses yeah. and he makes a record and people are just like, ah. <laughs> Well, you it's know, a good song. Yeah, it is. And you know what's funny about that? It's like you, you you probably couldn't do that now. But I think like older people, sometimes we forget there was a lot of gimmicky stuff in hip hop back mm. in the days. And now we kind of making fun of the kids with the skinny jeans and this and that. But there was a lot of gimmicky, weird, weird, like odd stuff that was, you know, that was in hip hop. And we, you know, we had our court gestures. You had guys like Bismarcky. You know, yeah. dressing up in the in the uh, in the Beethoven wig and the piano yeah. and screen. You know, you had, um, you know, hump. You know, the, the whole digital underground thing. It was like they were, pretend, they were pretending that it was two different people. They were pretending that Shock G, and but no one had ever uh, done that before. Yeah, yeah so, so it was, I guess, not revolutionary, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, he innovated. In the Humpty right, Dance, he told you anyway. He was making fun of himself, and you know, it was yeah. like that precursor to Eminem, where he made he he made fun of himself to the point that you really couldn't say nothing, just enjoy the ride because right. you know he was he was making fun of himself. Yeah, 
Yeah, you can't like go diss him now because no. he already dissed himself. Yeah. And he did it in uh, a fun and the and the beat was fire too. The Humpty Dance the beat when that oh, came yeah. the beat was fire. I heard somebody do actually on SoundCloud, I believe, a, a remix of that. Like a yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty cool. Like you're you're pretty like still do you still like follow rap music like as it comes out or no, I can't to be honest with you. Um I'm I'm more into listening to interviews with people like so if i see something mm-hmm. would be real you know an interview just to listen to it he actually has a show i don't know if it's still he done anything recently but it's in a car where he interviews people in the car but oh, I, cool. I i find i find the people more interesting than the music now since since oh, yeah. i'm like i'm one of those people that once you know once my quote-unquote heyday passed you know i kind of faded away from the music a little bit but i still listen to here and there and um, so I, I haven't listened to anything new. It's been years since I listened to anything new, but if you put me on, I'll definitely listen to it. Oh, yeah. And, and since you listened to the Burn One episode where we were talking about the same thing, like, you know, age, new rapper versus old, you know, with, he didn't, you know, he hated Lil Wayne. I was like, you know, he's great. <laughs> I think Lil, yeah, I think Lil Wayne, to me, like, some of the, some of the best work that you're going to find is on his mixtapes. Oh yeah, definitely. My, my favorite one is "Sorry for the Wait." Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I, the first I, I, one? I, yeah, yeah. Sorry for the wait with um, rolling and abortion and um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, that. Yeah, yeah. No, but that one, that one's really good. I have yeah. that. So I do when I do find something, um, I will listen to it. And actually, he did a newer song. I'm, you know what I said anything new he did a newer song my my youngest daughter um she she's a big fan of uh triple x um yeah yeah xxx so she xxx tentacion right i have to say his name like every episode and i'm just like but so she's a she was a fan of his and she you know she was you know she put me on to the music so i started listening to because i want to know what she okay oh yeah i see the hair now i didn't i didn't i thought it was a wing but it's a wing in his hair no, it's it's his dreads. It, it's right. Actually, from a picture at a concert where he's on stage and just kind of like glaring into the audience, all demonic. Yeah. But yeah, see, I thought was that cool was picture, a, so. I thought that was some kind of wing, but now that now that you say that, I can see his hair. Yeah, I tried yeah. to tried to capture it. Um, yeah. So she had put me on to him, and so I started listening to his music. It was, you know, definitely emotional roller coaster type music. But then, yeah. Little Wayne did um, "Don't Go." No, is it "Don't Cry"? Don't cry. Yeah, don't cry on this don't last cry. album. Yeah, with with um him, you know, like that's to me like listen lyrically wise and the the, mm. the visuals in the video and to me the content. Little Wayne's always been clever with his with his lyrics. Yeah. He got more clever over the years. Different kind of yeah. thing where he was doing when he was younger, but you would expect right. him as he got older. But. I think one cool thing about uh for for people our age that have you know been listening so long and kind of you know we're born more or less around the time where it started becoming a thing is like we get to watch these rappers that when they came out like supposedly Lil Wayne was like 14 or 15 right all right um, it might have been young it might have been around there yeah very yeah. young so he's but he's been in it for a while which makes you feel old but it's like you get to watch them kind of grow up and their skills develop and like for their sure. style yeah because he's very like he's uh very clever but he's also just like so like on point with everything oh yeah and i yeah. i understand why people don't like him if they just listen to like what's on the radio i i totally get it but you know 
his voice can be a little like piercing. You know? yeah. Same thing with that, Eminem. Yeah. Well, I th- and I think for Eminem, what he did um, was he made he bought kind of he bought lyrics back. He bought wordplay, you know, to that next level. You know where wordplay kind of got lost a little bit. Um, not 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 um, to the extent that it was gone, but where people didn't. Some of the stuff became more of like beats and hooks. And you, if you got yeah. a nice beat and a nice hook, that was a song. And then Eminem came in and he sounded different. He looked different. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was basically, you know, he was in his truth. So whenever, whenever you have somebody that's in their truth and it's and it's, Genuine, it's authentic, yeah. and it's authentic, yeah, that right. to me that like really goes. And that's what I feel like he was able to do. Yeah, it's kind of like the the you know uh, Humpty Hump or whatever. Yeah. What's his What's his full name? Is it Humpty? Just like Hump. Is it, yeah, Hump. Like, no, I think Mr. it was Hump? something. I think it was like Humpty Cornelius. It was something weird yeah. that they gave him. I can't. Yeah. I, I remember Junior exactly. the Third Esquire. Yeah, but, it was uh, something weird. Yeah. So, but but he's not really being like but he's being true to himself. He's right. different. Something you've never seen before. Same thing right. with Eminem. Same, same yeah. thing with Lil Wayne, arguably. Yeah. And so, but uh, one thing about Eminem brought it to the mainstream because he's white, because he's talking about he grew up in a trailer park, because he had the movie that came out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hello, mainstream America. Here's something that you'll like. You know, right. the, the majority of record buyers in the country are white, and a lot of them are young kids. You know. Correct. So. And and a lot of a lot of people, the most like, people that buy the music is are usually poorer people, you know, because it, it it um, you know, it speaks to them. And mm-hmm. I, Eminem basically he was from, you know, the white version of the project, the trailer parks. You know, that's what yeah. we 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 envision, you know, whether we knew or not, but we envision that. And you know, there's something really relatable about somebody that comes from nothing. If you if you yeah. don't come from anything, there's something relatable about that. I almost think it's. Have you seen any of the interviews that Busy Bone has done? Uh, he's done a few various, like I think the Breakfast Club, maybe or maybe not them, but he knew somebody that was in the industry that went to somewhere. They it was basically like a secret meeting when hip hop was becoming real big in the early '80s, and they discuss they discussed at the meeting. It was like you can't, you know, this can't go anywhere with this room. They shut all the doors. They said we can't leave. They had security guards. And they said, we're, we're starting an initiative to create and market music to um, America that basically is like glorifying like violence in mm. black men. Mm. And it's kind of like they were pushing it so they could, it was like a, a, a they were in cahoots, I guess, with the prison industry. Mm. And he reads this letter, and it's very believable, and I, I don't think we don't have any reason to lie, but uh, it's, you know, some of that stuff is, like, pretty nefarious, and I don't know whether it's all conspiracy theory or all truth, right. but I'm sure there's some truth to it. Yeah, I'll ch- I haven't seen that, but I'll check it, because I like, I like Busy. Like, oh, yeah. He's probably the most outspoken of all the bones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he he seemed to be the most trouble and the most outspoken and the most most likely to say what's on his mind, no matter where he's at at whatever time. So, you know, it makes you think. Like you're, you, then you got Eminem. You know, they're that's sort of targeting a specific market, but it's the biggest market. 
right. you know, right just to the population of America. And then you got all this gangster rap that comes out, like, right before it. And, you know, with NWA, you have, like, Ice Cube. He grew up, he was a nerd. He went to, like, architects. architects oh, yeah. yeah. Went to private school. Uh, yeah. yeah, Snoop Dogg was, like, a, I think an AB student. You know. I, and I also read that um, NWA, at the time, just being, like, Dre... Uh, what was their like Arabian Nights? Oh yeah, Ra- Arabian Prince. Yeah, Arabian I don't know if he, he had a song. He had a he had a couple of songs I remember from back in the day. Well, he he wrote a song for somebody else that like oh. really big, and I can't remember oh, wow. if it was Prince or like Cindy Lauper or something, but uh, someone like that. And right. they basically just ripped him off, and he didn't get make any money from it. Yeah, um, now a lot of that went on. A lot of that yeah. went, and still probably not as much now because it's not necessarily a big label that gives you the push but it's it. um, no there is like it's still i think that i'm not to get up too off topic but i was going to say that the nwa the song um you know fuck the police right. was about they wrote it because of an incident where they were driving around shooting people with paintball guns right <laughs> and it's you got like, in trouble. you're just maiming people for no reason <laughs> like it's not like you know just driving around one day doing nothing but you know, no, but, definitely, like there was police oppression and, and everything back then, and there is now. But well, well, you can. The thing is, is you can, um, if you capture somebody's mind, then right, you know, then it's you're gonna. That's the goal. If you can, you know, talk to somebody and speak to somebody and say something that a community can get behind. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel that way, but I would, I felt, I felt that way, but I would never say that out loud then or now. Right, and now but, I will. Now I will say it right, out loud because right. I said it. And I, you know, I can play it too. I don't even have to say mm-hmm. it. I could just put it in my car and drive around and play. It. And I can right, feel like right. I feel like I'm I'm part of that movement. You know, nodding right. your head. When you nod in your head, you part of the movement of whatever mm-hmm. song it is. Or when you swing back and forth to the song and the rock concert. It's part of your you, identity. Yeah, you part of that movement. I, I, I say like hip hop for me was the soundtrack for me growing up. Fuck the police coming straight from the underground. A young nigga got it back because I'm brown. At every turn, at every chance, I was listening to it. When I got home, um, I put it on. You know, when I was doing my homework, it was in the background. When me and my friends talked, we talked about it. We argued about who was best and who would do yeah, this yeah. and who would do that. And when they came to town, we we packed the, packed the concert. So it was really mm-hmm. like the soundtrack of my life. Yeah, well, me too. I mean, you can ask anybody in this house right now. They're like, that's all you listen to. I know. I, I listened to Radiohead the other day for a minute. <laughs> I can't do it. I, I, I guess I'm getting. It. I'm getting. I'm old. I'm like. I'm like. I'm. I, I got like AM radio on my car. Sports talk. <laughs> sports talk radio and, you know, my phone. I'll put some. I'll put it an earpiece in and then go on YouTube and like I said, listen to an interview. I find you Mike Tyson. What in both ears? Uh, if I'm if I'm walking around, yeah. But if I'm just oh, wow. in my car, I'll just put it in one ear. Oh, I thought you meant you were listening to talk radio at the same time as you were. Oh no! Oh, no. It's like wow. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, if my radio turns on, it's usually like um, mm-hmm. a sports talk radio. I think I read somewhere that like eighty or eighty-five percent of the music that people listen to comes from you, like before even any like spotify or anything like that hmm. oh i still the cds i don't know if you, you have cds I or, okay i have cds but i haven't bought a cd 
my daughter got a CD for violin practice, and we couldn't find a CD player in the house. We were like yeah. searching for uh, <laughs> yeah. a PlayStation. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, it's, that's what that's where it is now. But I I have CDs um, from years ago when I used to download from like LimeWire and um, yeah. Yeah, so you I used to make viruses on your computer. Yeah, I used to make my own CDs because I wanted to hear specific songs, and I wanted to. I used you know, to make them for people. That's yeah. how I knew I was born to or whatever, because like I I just love making mixtapes. Yep, yep, yep. There you go. That's what I'm talking so about. So I just happened to have this case of old CDs. I'll just like see if you remember any. This is mostly mixes. Let me see. All right. I got Buster Rhymes. Okay. Yeah, he I just like came that. out with a new album. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. It's I didn't li- I didn't listen to it yet, but I just was watching an interview with him on uh, Drink Champs, um, Nori's podcast, and it was an interview, real, real good oh, interview. Nori. Yeah. yeah. It's called uh, Drink Champs. If you go on, um, well, it's on YouTube, Drink Champs. Yeah. Um, I got Souls of Mischief. Yeah. A lot of these are just scribbled on. I don't even know. Lost Boys. Lost Boys, yeah. Yeah. I honestly don't even like. I I I never even liked that song that much. They had so many other good songs. Yeah, yeah. Got Tito Quinte, (laughs) some Bjork, uh, Cool Keith, Killer Priest. Cool Keith, yeah. These are so old. Uh, We came from Biano. I don't know what that is. I think it's a label. Oh, did you ever listen to? Did you follow Rockus Records um, back in like the late '90s at all? Who's some of the artists? Because I I don't know if I remember. Um, well, Eminem was one. That's what made me think of it at first. It was like most Def, Khalid Kweli, like DJ Babu, um, yeah, sure. Beat Junkies were also DJ okay. DJ it. But the the Rockus Records thing. Oh, you're familiar with a uh, company flow? Mm, no, I, I I I might be familiar with it. Um, Music-wise, sometimes I I may not know who it, who the artist is. Right. But well, Company uh, Flow was uh, you, you heard of Run the Jewels. Mm-hmm. Like LP. Yep, yep. LP was um, in Company Flow like way back, like in the late '80s, and they were kind of weird. But um, yeah, they were huge in New York, I, I think. Um, well, that's where they're from. But the LP and Killer Mike, I've been fans of individually for. Like decades, I hate to say, but and now they have this new thing they're doing, and it's it's cool, but it's weird. Like you see them on stage, like they're so old and fresh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, am I that old? <laughs> yeah, you get yeah, you getting up there. Like, ah, geez. But yeah, it's it's cool. Like I said, you get to see people progress and all that. Yeah, I like I like Killer Mike. I like Killer Mike. Oh, I like yeah, him. He's great. I would say um, people that don't get enough credit. Or, or not enough credit, but underrated. I would say Killer Mike is one of those um, under underrated MCs for sure, content-wise and lyrics. I think um, you know he's one of the better ones. And you know he, I think you can plug him in any era. Sometimes you can older older music won't translate now, mm-hmm. or stuff now you couldn't lyrically you couldn't put to you know for me like. I grew up, my major artist was like Rakim and Big Daddy Kane and, you know, Public Enemy, stuff like that, where the lyrics were, you know, on point and sharp and, and it, the songs brought you to a place. 
Mm-hmm. And so I like I or KRS one, like I would compare Oh yeah. Those are the people like I compare lyrically to so when I'm talking when I'm thinking about somebody lyrically, then I go to those guys because those were the guys that like for me anytime they came in late. Yeah. They they really pushed yeah. they changed they changed the way it was because at one point it it was a certain way and then you had guys starting to not just rhyme line for line they started cutting the rhyme in the middle and um mm-hmm. and rhyming with like the empty space and all that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um I'm trying to think oh uh Tim Dog Tim Dog was, yeah was, was good for as a fair as one and they did a couple times there but Tim Dog is so underrated. And he was very like inflammatory too. Oh yeah, for fun. sure. He, yeah, fuck he was, fuck, yeah. Fuck, 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 <laughs> it's such a great tone. Yeah, he was. Uh, he, he every chance he he got, he he took a shot at NWA every chance, which I enjoyed that stuff because, yeah, um, you know it was always and that's the other thing too. It's always an underlying uh, competition. I didn't like where the stuff started to turn violent. Mm. But I did. I, I can't act. Weird. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't act like I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. the music. Even they were they were saying all kind of crazy shit. I can't act like I didn't enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Are you a Tupac man? Yeah, yeah. I like Pac. I'm more of a. I'm, if you ask me, Big or Pac, I like Big more. But um, my favorite, yeah. my favorite song of all time from Pac is um. Why am I drawing a blank now? Uh, Thugs Mansion. The one they did with uh, Anthony Hamilton sung over it, over the hook. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite songs. It's uh, like a really emotional song. But as far as, you know, you know, f- able to flip rhymes and tell a story and put you like right in the, put you in the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Big is Big is my favorite artist when it comes to that storytelling um, between him and like Slick Rick. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of stories, a lot of fun, a lot of you know. You was jamming, but you you knew the words too. Sometimes you could jam, and you know, you don't really know the words. You know the hook. You spend your time going, uh, uh, and then the hook come. You know the hook. Slick yeah. Rick was like one of those artists that you could word for word you knew the songs. Exactly, because he was he was like British for mm-hmm. one, and so and he was very like like again doing his own thing. No one else ever yeah. had a style like that before. And he like enunciated everything. It was very proper. Yeah. And he had this eye patch, and you know, it was just like, what is this? Yeah, he was, was fully the gold chain, the eye patch, <laughs> the kango. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the you know, jewelry. You know, the choker horse. Yeah. You uh, the accent, but he, you know, he he could flow. Um, he still he still puts out good stuff. He's another one that put out some stuff recently. He just does like um, singles and EPs once in a while. I don't think he's doing the album. What about uh, uh, Six Nine? He, he, you heard a little of that? <sighs> the music. You've heard, you heard the story, right? Yeah, yeah, I know the story. Yeah. That, that's a, just a weird story for me because, um, you know, just being where I'm, being where I'm from, like you would, you would, there would never be a guy who. If you wasn't from, if you wasn't affiliated, there would never be a guy that like gang members would let represent yeah. them. And well, gangs you know are I'm, different these days. Gangs, it's just like the Bloods and Crips don't like do turf wars like that. Right. Like, it's not like it's not like it was. You know? But that, and, but that guy would, that guy would never be the face. He, there, that that guy would never be the face of um, any. He wasn't. Any, he wasn't any, the face of anything. He just paid for protection and then right. switched. 
the gang members that I know wouldn't even have allowed him to affiliate himself with them on that level and then cause all that right. trouble and just like, hey, y'all back me up. He would have been out. Like, yeah. So uh, I, it's this, just a weird story. So It was unprecedented. I've said this on other episodes, but there's never been a rapper in the history of rap music before that went on the stand and said, yeah, I'm basically a fake thug. All of it's fake. Uh, I'm I'm just a regular guy. I'm not really a gang member. I'm gang gang. And then right. gone on and continued to produce albums like, wait a <laughs> second, no, you're saying the same stuff. You know you're lying. Like, I don't yeah. get it. Uh, yeah, no. Nah. It's a different time, for sure. Different time. Now, I was going to say, it's like when people are fans of particular artists, they really can't do no wrong. Like, he's an idiot, but he's our idiot, so they're just going to ride with I don't understand it. Um, but That reminds me of somebody. Uh, but he's on his way. He's, he's, on, he's, on, he's on his way out, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. No, I hope so. I don't know. Whole another conversation. Yeah. You I said want it. I I say not. You said hot or not. President not. No. Okay. Okay. Good. See, Byrne won. He was he was a Republican, and I, you know I tried to go there with him a little bit, but I think it was friendly. It was friendly. Yeah. Yeah. He's a cool guy. He didn't All like right. much of the. He didn't like much of the new music. <laughs> no, he didn't. I think it was one song that I played that he liked, but yeah. you know, he knows what he likes. Yeah. All right, here we go. They do so much to you if you just hear the audio it's not the same but what, what do you think hot or not um that sounds very 69 to me yeah it, sound, it, sound, it sounds a little bit like 69 now back in the days so i could I, everything's gonna go back for me back and forth yeah. so because my yeah. point of reference but you had you know you had groups that n- not sounding necessarily like that but kind of in that vein like onyx who did a lot yeah. of screaming and stuff like a that. More punk, a little more punk. I guess. Yeah. But it, yeah. um, so it's not bad. Um, yeah. What you just played is not bad. So I'm not a huge fan, uh, but he said, mm-hmm. I, I like some of that punk punk rock stuff. It's more like edgy. You know, yeah. When you're mad or you're driving fast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind it. Um, and you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be that old guy that said, oh, you know, back in my day, Nah, I listen to I, it. I try not to do that. <laughs> good music is good music. You know what I mean? True. If you if something yeah. grabs you, whatever genre it is, um, you know, I don't think you'll get anybody, a hip hop head or whatever, that would dislike um teen spirit. True. Yeah, there's and some things are popular for a reason, you know, as much right. as people want to be like underground and edgy or different, but yeah. yeah. Even I like I like a couple Lady Gaga songs. I'm not appreciative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, was it is it Lady Gaga? I'm thinking she was. Didn't see using word. Oops, sorry, my bad. No, I'm Lady trying to Gaga think. did what? She was on. Does she have a song called The Edge and uh, The Edge of Glory? Yes, yes. So she did a version of that on Howard Stern's show. 
I didn't hear um, her. I didn't hear the one she released. I heard that version first because I was listening like to an her. Acoustic. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was like, I was amazed by the song. Really? Yeah, the way yeah. that that version of it. But it's really good. Song. County said I got good news and I got bad news. Okay. I said, what's the good news? He said, the good news is you made a lot. I said, what's the bad news? The bad news is you spent more. Okay, okay, look. Sometimes you need the faith. Sometimes you need to know you or sometimes you need to wait. Shoot like the golden boy, but in front of bay. You can't negotiate with Drake. You gonna have to pay. I like that. Yeah. I like Does that. Does it remind you of anyone? Mm, play it again. Let me let me see the reminder. Wait. on the main stage, walking up the mainframe, loosen up your face, baby. Sometimes I need a vacation, meditate, hydrate, protect my energy oh. before engaging. Mm, I can't think if you if you give me a name, I can tell you if it reminds me of. Well, uh, I I was thinking when he first came out, he sounded a lot like Kendrick Lamar. Okay. I don't know. I, I can hear a little. Yeah. Yeah, I can it's, hear that. It's just, it's not really his style. It's like his tonality or his, his I don't know, cadence. Yeah. I don't know. And and yeah, the the voice deflection, changing the voice a little bit. Right. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick, Pop. of course, is one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Kendrick. Yeah. When they when him and J Cole came out, I was like getting to the point where I was like, okay, hip-hop's dead. I don't listen mm. to it anymore. Because I was mm. working at a radio station at the time. Did you hear the story already? No, <laughs> no, I don't remember. I don't remember the story. No, no. Okay, well, I, I I don't know how... I'm getting repetitive in my old age, but uh, the uh, the radio station I was working at was like, uh, you know, down here in the South. It was all like, party like a rock star. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's just, just terrible, terrible music. <laughs> And uh, so I was just like, I'm playing this, but I hate it, and I, I'm just going to listen to old stuff from now on. But then, you know, J. Cole started coming out, and Kendrick came out, and he was on the, um, he was on a song, Big Sean, I can't think of it. Uh, oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Control. Mm. Yeah. And that, that whole verse, I was just like, wow, who is this? Let me look him up. And yeah, so then I got back into it. Yeah. Pulled me back it's... in. His second verse on the song he did with um, Don't Kill My Vibe with Jay-Z. I mean, his first verse was nice, but this, the one he did after Jay-Z's verse, yeah. uh, if you go back and listen to that, that's that's probably one of the fire verses in the last few years. Yeah, I'm, I'm famously not a huge Jay-Z fan, and so a lot of times I'll just, like, fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> like, to be, like, Big Pimpin', I'll just, like, skip to, like, um, a Pimpin's oh, part and yeah, just yeah. play that little 30 seconds. Where yeah, he like yeah. destroyed everybody, and I'm like, I oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I bring it up every episode. I don't know why. That's all right. Crazy. He all seems right. like a cool guy, I guess, but you know, I don't know. Overrated, I guess, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I just like I don't rate. Like it's hard to rate people because if you look at, you, you have to be more specific. So if you want to, you know. If you want to just overall, like one of the best artists ever, how do you rate it? Did you just say like because they're, they've been able to still function and still make good music over a long time? Or is it if they came in and they had like a three or four year run where everything they touched, like like for a while, Big Daddy Kane, like yeah, you, for like a three or four year run, it was just like, boom, he smashed everybody. Yeah, yeah two, Tupac. Um, well, mostly after he passed, but his yeah. music 
it, he had like a two three year run where it was just like if you the song you couldn't argue with the content the songs the the, the lyrics everything and there was so much of it. That's what I was mm-hmm. going to say earlier about the, the difference between him and Biggie is that Biggie had such a limited catalog yeah. that they were they were going back like literally and doing like where he did freestyles like on the street or an interview yeah. and make songs out of it because yeah. Puffy was so greedy. But yeah. and, <laughs> and it's just and it just didn't to me it didn't it's good it's good stuff but it didn't translate to the time. Some of his stuff, the stuff that translated to the time, like hypnotized, I think you could play that. You could hypnotize is timeless, I think. Yeah. Um, I hear you. Yeah, I think like, that, yeah. Like Tupac's um changes, that's that's a timeless song. You can probably oh, yeah. you can play that. That's how old is that song? I don't want to say. You know, <laughs> you, know it's, you know what I'm saying? It's like twenty something years yeah. old, and and that's when it got released. You, who the hell knows when he actually made it? Right. Another you thing know? about Tupac is he always wanted to do the songs in one take. Yeah. 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 yeah, he was he was prolific. He was prolific. Zima, who got the keys to my mother? bitch, I ain't no in the Yeah, I want a robbery, I'm feeling godly. Wonder how much that gon' cost me, they feeling saucy. Niggas know that I'm a problem, don't never solve me. If you came and start some drama, then bring an army. I've been going fucking fast and it got me swerving. I know that I'm a child of God, but they want me cursed. And I've been trapping out the Ozark, I'm already burdened. And I've been yeah, I can rock with that. Yeah, yeah I, I can rock with that. He, he kind of, kind of, it's a, his voice is a little different, but kind of remind me of um, Big Sean. Mm-hmm. A lot of people hate on Big Sean and say that he's offbeat. And I don't hear it, and it makes me feel dumb. Like, nah, am I, I don't think am I offbeat? <laughs> No, nah, I don't think he's he a, yeah. I uh, think he ha, he has he, he I think he found where he you know they say you get in where you fit in. I think he got in right where he needed to be and he and he sounds like nobody else really. Yeah. So that's the key. Big to it. John? Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's not ever going to be like one of the, like the, the top 5 lyricists ever. But no. you're right. I, that's the thing with hip hop to me is like I you know been thinking about this lately. If there's this place for you in it, if you're part of the story, like if you have a page or a chapter or whatever, then there you are. That's you right. fit into it. You know what I mean? Right. Even if you're bad. Right. <laughs> even, oh yeah, yeah. Even yeah, if you're yeah, for sure. even if you're a one hit wonder, even if you're six nine, you have a, a, a page in the in the book of what yeah. it is at, at the end of it all. So Yeah. I, and I I and even with six nine, it was like a one or two songs that I found myself like not in my head mm-hmm. too, but but me too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, you can't yeah. argue that there's something there. But is he cool G rap? Am I no? Is he is he like to me one of the best lyricists ever? But is just he didn't... even six nine? I think he's a creation of like a yeah. bunch of corporate like uh, marketing people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and and but who would ever think that you could take just a look that you could take his look and market that like in hip hop? Down to yeah. yeah. Hip- but like normally, like you right. know, if, if you look, it was a it was like the whole thing, you know what I'm saying? So you think about your you think about your your favorite, you know, you think about somebody um, like gimmick wise. Years ago, it used to be the fat. I don't know if you remember the Fat Boys. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Their, their gimmick was they were fat and they liked to eat and like was, pretty much every, pretty much every every one of their rhymes has something to do with food. They threw some food somehow in. They threw the beatbox in and. You know, so yeah. that can go over. So I'm thinking of images, and I'm thinking like, 
a kid, a Mexican kid with rainbow hair, like he describes himself. Yeah. That's like the 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 uh, spokesperson for spokesperson for you know a a blood. Set. You know, it's just like so much yeah. stuff there that you wouldn't think it went together. And how would that even go? How would it even make sense? And but for whatever right. reason, it popped. Yeah, and, it's kind of like the whole skinny jeans thing, or like you know, you your people our age basically are like, oh, rappers now like young thugs, and they're wearing like you know makeup and this yeah. and that. Yeah. I think a lot of that is like, um, I guess a backlash against this like hyper masculinity. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably because you started know. being a lot more sing songy like with Drake and, yeah. and stuff yeah. and emotional and. Yeah. You know, we we could go into that like layers upon layers, but um, there's a lot of gay rappers out now too that are becoming like more household names, and I'm and all you, for it. You would have never thought you would have never thought that that would happen because hip hop has been super homophobic over the years, mm-hmm. super you know basically you know is misogynistic against women. So it's like it's been like that whole thing where to for a female artist. The, the first few female artists that came out, they had to be like hard. They had to be like the guys. Mm-hmm. Then that transition, like, boss. like yeah, yeah, boss and, and, Queen, and, Latifah and Queen Latifah. She was more, she was hard, but she was more like woman empowerment. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, MC Light was hard. Yeah. You know, I love you MC know, Light. I love Boss. I, boss, boss, yeah, yeah. Really that was a quick, quick, quick flame in and flame out. But her music, her music hit though. Her album, whole album was good. Uh, yeah. Where is that one? Oh, yeah. Deeper. Yeah. That one single she did, but yeah. I bought the album and I was like, wow, this is better than that one song. Yeah. yeah. Deeper. She has she has stuff she has stuff with Onyx on her album. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But like you had um, yeah, sing songy kind of rappers back in the days. Like um, I don't know if you remember Ill Al Scratch. Oh, yeah. Come around my I way. Love scratch. <laughs> right? They they were doing that whole Drake way before Drake. They had that kind of their whole. But they were still hard. Like, yeah, they were hard. Like, yeah, they were hard. Their image and everything. But I yeah. nobody else in the whole state of Colorado probably had ever heard of them. And I got their album at like a UCD store. I didn't even know what it was. I was just like grabbing stuff. And mm-hmm. I like listened to it. I was like, oh my god, I love this so much. Yeah. They <laughs> kind of all the time. Yeah, they kind of took a little bit of the West Coast style, right? And you know, at the time, because they all of the all of the all of hip hop used like funk and Parliament and James Brown, mm-hmm. but they just did it. They did a little different. The West Coast did a, a little different. They they um lengthened the chords a little bit. They slowed it down. They added like yeah. some almost almost kind of like not not psychedelic, but yeah, maybe like some kind of psychedelic type accurate. stuff. And it so it was it's different sonically to your ear. It sounded different to your ear. So when you when you heard um, uh, Cypress Hill, when Cypress Hill came on, there was no mistaking that that was their sound. Yeah. You know, um, Ice Cube. Even though when he left N.W.A., he was more political than he was N.W.A. N.W.A. continued their route that same. You know, with the women and stuff like that, and the, the yeah. Ice Cube, Ice Cube stuff transitioned a little bit different. That's why I, I know that the stuff that he was writing, and he was more like you say, he was more, uh, you know, a private school kid who had yeah. something to say, talk about frustrations or the things he's seen. He was he was more of a 
he said more of a schoolboy, more of a, his lyrics are more thought out than people um, give him credit for. Um, Ice Cube actually came out and endorsed Trump recently. I, well, let me take that back. I think he met with Trump and they talked about a bill and did some photo ops and stuff. And I think it was a little blown out of proportion because I'm not sure he gave his endorsement fully. Yeah. It was, still, that? it was still weird. It was yeah. the timing. The timing was weird. I and like I said, I'm a, I'm an interview junkie, so I watched him do an interview, and he said he never met with Trump. He met with his people, and oh. he he said that um it's who 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 could I, he's done like he's been doing like the interview circuit because I think he got he must have gotten some trouble socially yeah. because he was he was on like the interview circuit trying to explain himself, and um yeah. according to what he was saying, he didn't meet with Trump. He met with his people, and he said when he talk the democrats told him they'll meet with him after the election and so he didn't that's the only reason why he didn't meet with them and so i don't yeah. i don't know but it was the time it was weird well i can't say that i blame him for going to meet with whoever the president is to try yeah. to get a bill passed that's going to help people per yeah. person in power it's the person in power you you're going to meet with the person right. in power and if he does win you know you already started the conversation yeah, that's what it's about. I, yeah. I really didn't think that he had sold out, but Lil Wayne, who is, you know, yeah, that's a whole never, <laughs> As much as I, I love him as an artist, like he, his mind is kind of gone, and it's not just because of drugs or whatever. I think it's because of like he never had a childhood. Mm. Yeah, you know, he was raised kind of like Michael Jackson in an industry, and his mind has been like warped, sort of. Never really had like a true childhood experience or like. I mean, I knew he had a childhood, and I knew I know it was rough to a certain extent in right. New Orleans and everything. But you know, he doesn't have a sense of the real world. I don't think. Yeah, I was, I would, I would agree with that. I would say, if anything, he's not connected. Um, but I listen. You, if whoever you meet, I don't care. You know, I honestly, if we were to peel back the layers of everybody, you know, your 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 the secrets that you don't want anybody to know or. You know, you're gonna find some shit on anybody and everybody. So, you know that he met with him and took a picture. You know, the the ironic yeah, he thing. Yeah, didn't is, try to hide it. Yeah. Yeah. The ironic thing is, before Donald Trump was president, he was in a lot of lyrics, and a lot of people was mingling with Donald Trump before he became president. A lot of hip hop artists. You know. Yeah, more so like he was like an icon of like you know, yeah. being rich and famous, even though he really wasn't even that rich, which is no. another story. But it's like. You know, that was his whole thing. He was like a, a reality show host. He was like the personification of being just like this rich douchebag. Right. And it's weird that he's he was president. And, it is. You know, that happened. So. <laughs> Strange world. Now, now, now truly anything is possible. I, I, the only thing I'm going to say about this uh, politically, you know, is that I'm a little concerned because of the following that he's garnered and the connections that he's his administration or whatever has had to like white supremacy groups and people mm -hmm. that are like I don't even want to say extremists because I feel like the people I know or I've observed that do support Trump are like a hundred percent everything he says is like gold, no matter mm -hmm. what. Even if you prove it wrong, they're like, Well, that no, your proof is bad. And and it's so yeah. fake it, news. I'm scared that I don't even want to say I'm scared that something might happen to Biden because of all right. these crazy people out there that yeah. just so well, far I mean, hasn't looked too good. Yeah, I imagine that. Um, I mean, it can anything can happen, but I imagine the Secret Service and everybody that they're gonna they probably feel the same way you do, and they probably get information 
you know, a little bit more inside information. But yeah, the deflection is great. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah, well, Trump said this and he did this. Yeah, but uh, Obama, yeah, but Hillary, Hillary's emails. Benghazi, yeah. I I always show people, like, on my phone, it'll say I have, like, way, like, 50,000 unread emails. I'm just like, okay. (laughs) I'm not involved in any nuclear weapon crap. Something, no, 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 something, no, no, no. Obama wore a tan suit. That was it. That was it. That was that was that was it. That that was the actual scandal. Yeah, I don't attend. That was the only the only scandal because that man has no scandal. And well, that's what I, drove everybody crazy. I have to correct you. Michelle had her arms out one time. You oh remember? Lord. She, and her arms were toned. <laughs> and she was telling kids, and she wanted to change the lunch program and feed kids healthy food. How dare you tell yeah. our kids we can't? You know, let's, give our let's, kids vegetables. <laughs> Boy, oh boy. He was probably the classiest president possibly yeah, ever. ever. He, he, yeah, he had to be, though. You know, the first black president had to be the right guy. You couldn't, he couldn't say the things that Trump said on the campaign trail, talking about people's wives ugly and, you yeah. know, uh, calling people fat. He, he, there's no way, yeah, he couldn't, there's no way he could have been able to do that. And, uh, and Or, you know, people forgot that Trump had a secret and found his birth certificate in Hawaii, he was going to bring it out, and that never happened. It's just like all this stuff that people, people forget. People still believe that. His, yeah. like, Trump followers still believe that Obama is like an illegal alien. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> whatever. You know, cognitive dissonance, I guess. Yeah. Share yeah. Instagram. I'm going to follow you. Oh, um, it's a Troy to show. It's all, everything I own on everything is Troy to show. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. The name came up because of a Facebook group I started for, yeah, listening to it was all like old school hip hop. Mm-hmm. And it just became hip hop in general. But Troy's from the Pete Rock and CL Smith song. Mm-hmm. They reminisce over you. Yeah, one of the, one one of the best songs ever. <laughs> period. Yeah. Um, beautiful songs. But uh, then I started making the, show, the, the podcast. So I was like, what am I going to call it? And I was like, well, I'll call it Troy the Show. And. Now it's become like my DJ name, I guess, and all kinds of other stuff. Mm-hmm. I was going to change it. My daughter was like, just, just keep it. Mm-hmm. No one that's else what, has it. So. That's what my, my, my uh, email name is from uh, Old Common Song. Yeah, that song yeah. I used to love. So I, I yeah. it took my email from that song. Common's dad, who's, uh, oh, what was his name? I didn't want to say. He, he was a basketball player. Uh, oh, okay. For the Bulls? I'm so bad at sports. I, I, are the Bulls at basketball? Yeah, yes, they are. Okay. I'm not going to shame you for saying that. I'm sorry. But don't, they he score, don't they score touchdowns in basketball? I'm not that bad. But, uh, <laughs> he, 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 oh, Lonnie Lynn. Lonnie Lynn. Okay. He, he came to our school in Colorado when I was in high school and was doing a program where he was helping kids uh, basically learn how to like stay off the streets and and mm-hmm. do good. And and so I got to meet Common's dad. I was the only one in class who knew who Common was. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> that's what's up. That, yeah, that was neat. But I love I love Common's first album that that song was on. Uh, yeah. Resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, that was that's one of my favorite songs of all time too. Mm-hmm. It's very creative. 
Yeah, he's definitely definitely creative. Um, and um, I think he's underrated as well. He kind of flies uh-huh. under the radar a little bit. Him, guys like that, and like like um, Black Thought from uh, the Black Roots. Thought is, is probably in my top ten. Yeah. I don't like doing the top ten, top twenty list really, but uh, if I had to, I'd put Black Thought in the top ten. I believe. Yeah, I would say he's he's right up there for sure. Oh. Well, Vanilla right, Ice so- being number one. No. I'm just fine. Go ahead. Which is I, I could. <laughs> I was like, no, that can't be. That's not possible. <laughs> All right, here's the last one. Uh, this right. is the baby. The baby. Have you heard of him? Yes. Yep. I, okay. I like. Oh. I like. I like his song. Should. Well, I'm not gonna play anything you know already. Yeah. Oh, no, I, like, I, like. I got. I got. I remembered something that. You're not doing the baby. Everyone hears nothing already. They like cupcake, you gotta do more. Why the fuck you don't do features? Cause it's no face, no case. That's why I don't do the shit. Let me teach it. Got one call, keep the circle small like the lace holes in your sneakers. I'm in a city girl, finna clap a bitch, chop a make a shake like Harisha. I'm on your block, boy, no JB. Uh, hella woke, but I play sleep. Uh, wanna burst, gotta pay me. Ain't shit free, no JT. He got a mask on, cause his breath stay. That shit ain't due to no COVID, ho. The Drake go, put it holes in them, and it look like I'm spelling OVO. Man, Nikki ain't wanna Grammy yet? That ain't sitting right. That's hate. And my makeup be on beat. I bet blue face can relate. They say you lacking when it come to interviews. I say nah, nigga, I'm straight. Cause it's no need for the Breakfast Club if you already done eight. Like a I'm saying, I, I'm not trying to be funny, but she's better than a lot of the male, the hip hop, as far as her flow and everything. She kind of reminds mm. me of a little bit of Trina. I hear a little bit of maybe just yeah. that particular song. I hear a little bit of Trina, but yeah, no, nah, I like that. She's very like aggressive. Um, mm-hmm. And I, that is probably her least sexual song that I've ever heard okay. because all of her songs are very vulgar. Right. But um, I don't know if you caught the last part. She, was, she basically dissed like four or five people within like four bars. Mm-hmm. She was talking all about right. somebody's breasting and yep. at the end she said blue face knows what that's about, all that makeup. Right. Blue face is a rapper who a lot of people hate on, or not hate on, but he deserves it. Uh, he says he's a crip. He's got all these tattoos, and a lot of people say they're fake. Mm. So she's saying, um, you know, make yeah, he tattoos. Yeah, he has them on his face. I know, I know, I know exactly who you're talking about. I, I, I can't say that I know any of his songs. I've seen him. I never listened to any of his songs, but I saw like I saw something say blue face, and I saw a picture of a dude with a bunch of tattoos on his face. And I said, okay, that's it's garbage. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't listen to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a, a few rappers out there that I like, but they're very interchangeable to me, and they all have their names are all three initials, and then mm. like Young Boy, yeah, or yeah, NBA something again, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, but I really think they're like for the most part, most of them are talented, but th- they all sound the same, and I get yeah. stuck. And yeah, it's gonna be hard for them. I get they'll still make money, but it'd be hard for them to separate themselves unless you have somebody stand out like um, or do something different. Like um, with Migos, you have Offset. Everybody knows Offset. Yeah. But that's that's I'm because. Not, yeah. Well, I'm not either, but that's because he's a he stands out because he's a right now, especially he's affiliated with. Um, Cardi B. Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Are, I love Megan. I love Cardi B too. I followed Cardi B on Instagram before she got, before she started rapping when right. she was a stripper. Because mm-hmm. she was hilarious. And I always thought that she would be like just primed for being a rapper because she's so like outspoken, has yep. a big mouth, is loud, 
and just says whatever. Yep. And, that, and she's unique. And then when For she sure. started doing it, I was like, yeah. But a lot of people are, you know, irritated by her or whatever. What, what is the, what's their irritation? I think it's because she's a woman, honestly. I think that's that has to be the only thing because if you, yeah. if you grew up in our era and you had like mm-hmm. the likes of NWA and Two Live Crew and, you know, um, really every, even like Biggie, Snoop, all those guys were hyper masculine and talked the way they talked. And then yeah. you had like a little Kim come for the females and talk to men the way men right. were talking to women. Little Kim, Foxy Brown, Trina, like they. But they still were also like using their bodies and their sex appeal to a large part to to get their you know music listened to, which sure. I'm, I'm which is fine, and I'm all I'm all for that you know whatever it takes I guess but. Um, I think nowadays it's more like they're owning their own sexuality in a different mm. way. Mm. So it's like they're gonna say it to the same degree that the guys, the guys are talking about their like, you know, genitals, their whatever. Yeah. Women, the women are doing it too. Like, yeah, yeah. Talking everything. So all these people they're like, oh my god, like, have you not listened to like any any other rap at all? Like, yeah. Well, that's well, that's the thing. I would say I would say because like, we talked about the earlier female rappers where they had to kind of sound hard but they weren't it wasn't a sexual thing it was hard but it was more like lyrically or like i said with queen latifah woman empowerment yeah um or so i'm thinking like, of little kim and i'm like mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah the little, earlier ones yeah the earlier but little kim when she her first if you listen to her lyrics you know she's talking mm-hmm. about you know having you do eat her while she's eating her cereal while watching cartoons and like that's like a you know in itself that's like Telling her that's that's showing that she's people in a tizzy too. Yeah, but that's like telling that's telling a man that this which I think of you. I'm gonna watch cartoons and you know you're gonna perform on me while I'm eating my cereal and watching cartoons. You know, if you don't if you don't like that kind of stuff, then you it's the only reason you wouldn't like it is because it's coming from a female. And say women should if you like if you like rap in general, yeah, exactly. Women, women. any music because yeah. when people say oh hip hop is so like misogynistic and blah, blah, like well do you listen to the Beatles mm-hmm. do you listen to, to the Beatles? well do you listen to like but it's yeah. different when you look at like four clean cut white guys with the little haircut and they look like they're smiling and singing you're not listening to the lyrics necessarily and interpreting them a lot of those lyrics was about you know some of those lyrics like Dylan and all those guys was about heroin and and yeah. drugs and stuff, but they named it something else, and it wasn't so overt. Now it's like, hey, so is she I, just seventeen, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. So like That's now it's her. like, all right. So now it's like, um, I you know I drink lean. You just straight telling them that you drinking uh, cough syrup and Sprite is no secret. Well, old in the old day, older days, they might call it, they might name it a female's name, and they might well, tell you they're they're I'm addicted to. It. There's a song by called Hair, which it was like a, a like a top selling record, mm. like in the 70s, I believe. Like he's part of Velvet Underground, and I think, uh, yeah, heroin. Oh, okay. Reed. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, David Bowie was like pretty notorious for like being with underage girls and mm. sleeping with men. And a lot of their song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was gonna say a lot of a lot of a lot of it. Elvis, um, did a lot of the major. Mm-hmm. 
He um, married a fourteen-year-old, I believe. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. Lisa. I'm pretty sure that's Lisa, Lisa Marie, or, or either. Her. No, that's his daughter. So the the other one, his the her mom. Uh, Priscilla, Priscilla. Priscilla. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know one why of them I is the, that. Yeah, one of the mother, one of the daughter. I don't know. Lisa Marie one. dated Michael Jackson. Okay, so Priscilla. That was so, weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was hip hop. He did, Michael Jackson was pulling all kinds. Yeah. Like he he dated Brooke Shields. He dated Madonna. It was like every every guy in the eighties dream girl. He dated mm-hmm. all of them. Every Madonna, time. I think Madonna did the opposite. <laughs> what? Was she dated a lot of the guys that you know, like oh, a lot like of fame, lot of yeah, yeah. Lot, yeah. lot of yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were probably both on. Sean Payne, Tupac. Yeah, I forgot about Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I saw last thing. It was like I saw this thing about Michael Jackson recently. It wasn't anything about his pedophilia or anything, but it was a rabbi that he used to consult with, just like like as a counselor. I don't know why it was a rabbi, but um, he would call him and like basically talk about his love life. Mm-hmm. And this this rabbi was basically spilling the beans, and he was like, "This guy, he just he dated everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like he's just got around." <laughs> and he, the way he would talk about it, he was like pretty, he was like a womanizer. Yeah. He was like, huh? yeah, I got Dick calling me on the other line, and I don't know what to do because <laughs> Madonna's in the shower. <laughs> you don't think about Michael that way, you know? No, no. Well, we, you know, we have our image, we, you know, with, with our superstars or what we see out front, we kind of associate that with who that's who they are, but they're just human beings. Same struggles, and pro- same struggles probably magnified because you know, the pressures of keeping up that image. You know, I'm sure Mike at some point wanted to curse out, curse everybody out on TV, but he wanted to also hold that image. So, you know, he right. just didn't do those type of things. But I can imagine him with that voice cursing everybody out, everybody out on the set or everybody out in the it house. It would be so, thing. like, unintimidating. Like, everyone would just be competing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor Michael. Like, he, he, had a, he had a rough time. I hate to say it, but um and that that reminds me like kendrick lamar actually once said in an interview i saw that if you become famous it's going to take who you are and magnify it by 100 mm-hmm. percent. so if you start out as a druggie you know if you have like a light habit you're going to be like a hardcore drug addict yeah when you're famous. That actually, and you're getting all the best you're getting all the best and you're probably getting it free and you're surrounded by yes men all the time yeah they say oh you try you try to show hey you know come out a drink oh coming out that's never don't happening you- <laughs> what about you? Do you do music at all? Or have you ever? No, no. I when I was a kid, you know, that dream back in the days. Uh, we used to write rhymes and stuff like that, but never anything serious because you never recorded anything. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we used to go because oh. used to it used to be, used to be like twenty five dollars an hour to go to the studio. So right, right. You know, we used to because um, I used to hustle a little bit in the streets too. So we used to take our little money and then go go in the studio and make demos and stuff and uh, we never like shopped it it was just i think it was more for our vanity to show people that we could type stuff but i was definitely i was yeah i was definitely a, i was definitely a hip-hop head and i definitely tried it but i couldn't like you know reality for me was looking at what was there and knowing that mm-hmm. okay i'm not you know i'm not there and i'm not willing to load up my trunk and- yeah i'm not loading i'm not gonna load up my trunk go and hustle and try, tell people to buy it i'm not going to be going up to radio like because in our day it wasn't a youtube you had right. to like 
the stories are the same, right? I went up, I went to a concert after the show, I went and rapped for so-and-so. I went and handed my tape to so-and-so. I followed this person all around. They were about to get on the bus. I started singing for so-and-so. I wasn't willing to, like, you know, do that stuff. I, I kind of wanted to just be hanging in the street and smoke yeah. my weed. It was like a hobby. My, yeah, smoke my weed, have my drinks, and, you know, look for girls and, and you know, and not go to school. You can find me on Anchor. It's a brother of a certain age podcast. It's on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, several other ones. I don't know. They send out Anchor sends it out to like I think like eight different sites. Instagram, um, love you to life. On Instagram, that's L-O-V-E-Y-O-U, the number two, period, L-I-F-E. Um, and on Facebook, you can follow um, my Facebook uh, podcast page is Love You to Life Podcast. And that's Love You with the number two and then life. Enjoy the show.